0: listeners, I'm Z, And I'm Ash. And welcome back to Mistakes in the Making, a podcast where we discuss everything about how to be adults. (laughs) So we've always been told to be kind to other people. When I was younger, teachers would say that kindness costs nothing but means everything. My mother used to tell me that what goes around comes around, so always be kind. And the Dalai Lama said, be kind whenever possible. And it is always possible. Well, here's what I have to say to my teacher's mother and the Dalai Lama. You're right, but you're also wrong. (laughs) Sometimes we are told so much by society that it is important to be kind, that we are led to believe the fallacy that it is more important to be kind than to vocalize your own thoughts and needs. I'm definitely guilty of doing this. Mm. So there's a fine line between being a kind person and being a people pleaser. It's just hard to navigate that line. What do you think, Ash?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm so glad we're getting into this because I feel like although it's a fine line, you just know like when you're being kind because you want to be kind or if you're just being kind so that you feel validated by other people, which is what people-pleasing is about, right? Exactly.
0: You know, you're actually very close to the definition. The actual definition of a people-pleaser is someone who exhibits a problematic pattern of behavior where at times they feel like they have no other option but to mold themselves to the expectation mm. of others.
1: Damn. Damn. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's really insane, but <sighs> if I'm going to be real, I feel like I have people-pleasing habits, like not when I was a kid, like now as an adult, but it mm. differs from person to person. Like with you, I feel like I can be my authentic self. Mm-hmm. But then there are times where I'm just with other people and it kind of triggers this people-pleasing habit, you know? Mm. Give me an example. Well, there was this one girl that I was friends with for years and I always admired her. I always admired how she looked very put together, no matter what the occasion was. And I admired how driven she was with her career. She always had like a plan and she was always thinking three steps ahead. So I was her friend and I always felt inadequate around her and I felt like she was a very important person that I had to just kind of please it was so stupid I can't even rationalize it now that I'm talking about it but I would actively go out of my way just to make her happy like there was this one time when I had a lot of random errands to do and it was kind of important that I finished them all that day and she called me and she was like oh will you come with me to palladium I just want to go buy some fragrances for my house and I was mm. like oh that seems so cool even though it's so dumb going fragrance shopping for your house what the fuck But I told her that I was busy and she was like, oh, that's so disappointing. And that phrase triggered me and I canceled all those errands that day and just went with her to Palladium shopping, which is so stupid. Mm -hmm. In many ways, I just felt like I was her backup plan friend, but I would rationalize it and be like, no, she's an important person. She is so cool. I need to like respect her and look up to her, which was not even like based in reality. I can't even explain it now. It's so stupid. And my sister and my friends would all be like, Zara, you need to not be her friend. She's kind of a bitch. And I would just be like, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'd defend her. Mm. Um, Eventually, she got a really cool promotion and her birthday came up. So I sent her two really cool gifts. I barely got a thank you. Mm -hmm. And that was just a little bit of a wake-up call. And I realized that she's not that important. And, you know, she... If she's my friend, she should behave nicely to me as well. Yeah. And I don't know, I feel like I was just overly kind to her. And it wasn't
1: cool that she was so rude. So do you... Okay, is she just like a shitty friend? Or is it about like you trying to please her so that she reciprocates? Like where do you stand well
0: I mean definitely a shitty friend but it's also Mm. I allowed her to treat me that way Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. it was this like people pleasing instinct within me that allowed me to get into a position like that like Mm -hmm. I've not spoken to her in like a solid month and now because I'm not like being like hi what's up how are you how's the cool job she's reaching out to me and I'm just like I don't want to reply
1: Ah, yeah. So
0: it's like a weird power dynamic, I have to say. But it's also I put myself in that position. Like she's literally working in Bombay, and I've been back for what five months now, and she's only met me twice, Mm. and she's called me like once.
1: Okay, interesting. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and like I get it. Sometimes people have like dilemmas. You know, COVID is a very real reason. But she's meeting other people every day.
1: Ah, okay. So yeah.
0: Like, if you're listening to this and you know who you are. Fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, but... So, that was, like, my reasons for people-pleasing. What would you say, like, if you were, like, a psychologist, what would you say my reasons for people-pleasing were?
1: Oh, if I was a psychologist. Um, I don't know. I feel like when it comes to people-pleasing, it's more, like, about the person that's trying to please instead of, like... The relationships and how people take it so it's like i feel like it may stem from low self-esteem sometimes like the need for that like validation and like if i am going out of my way to do something for you i'm doing it because i want that appreciation but maybe i'm just like generalizing What do you think? I'm
0: actually so glad you brought that up because when I was doing research for this episode, I found that there's a theory that people pleasers want approval from their parents Mm. and now aim to people please those people that remind them of either their mother or their
1: father. (laughs) Dude, honestly, you can blame anything in the world to like daddy issues and mommy issues. It all stems (laughs) from there. (laughs) No, but I completely get that though. Like... For example, like if you're rewarded on like favors that you do for your parents, I feel like, I don't know, I'm thinking like a psychologist, I'm not qualified, (laughs) but like that becomes like the routine, right? Like whenever you want that, like validation and acceptance, you'll go out of your way to do something for someone without like them asking you. And that's where it all starts, I think. Here's my question for you. Do you think that people
0: pleasers are liars?
1: Yeah, on some level. I feel like you're lying to yourself also then. Because, you know, you're not doing it for the right reason. So before when you were talking about like being kind and people pleasing, it's like, when you're being kind, I feel like you have to be kind to yourself first, and then it just comes organically. Mm -hmm. But going out of your way to appear kind to someone by doing something for them is not being kind to yourself, and you're not doing it for the right reasons, then. Exactly. It's very deceptive. And also the fact that you're not being kind to yourself
0: kind of indicates that Mm -hmm. it's a weird thing. You're lying, but not to gain an advantage. You're lying more because you're fearful of the disapproval
1: of others. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Your entire personality sort of gets based on that because then I feel like you can't handle no as an answer and you can't say no to other people exactly and then it just becomes like a toxic relationship with yourself like you stop putting yourself first and putting other people first which I have such a problem with because I'm the kind of person to like put myself first not in a selfish way but in terms of like if my well-being and my mental health is not first then I can't be of use to anyone else like, I will add nothing to their life. So I need to, you know, get my shit like the way I want. And then if there's anything left, I'll help you. I sound like a complete bitch. I get that. <laughs> but like, I feel like just put yourself first sometimes. Normalize that.
0: That's actually one of the things that I admire most about you. Like, you are so open to say what's on your mind. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like, if I'm going to be very real real, that's a little bit intimidating, even for me who does like a podcast with you. Like sometimes I'm just kind of like, she's so certain about this. Should I just say yes? And then I'm like, no, it's
1: important for me to vocalize my thoughts. Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, I feel like you shouldn't be intimidated to like not say your thoughts like my thoughts are my thoughts, yours are yours. And they can be different. It's okay. Like we'll resolve it.
0: But, like, you know. is there any one person, like, even in your past, who kind of made you want to be, like, a people-pleaser or you felt like you had people-pleasing tendencies around them?
1: Um, I'm thinking about it, and I don't know if it counts when, like, you know you're nice to your teachers because you want them to like you so like it does you go out of a your little way. bit yeah just like maybe a little bit of that like authority figures like i just be extra nice to like, oh, do you need anything when i don't feel like being nice maybe that's where i've people pleased i think
0: teachers better is a little bit of people pleasing <laughs> probably
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh damn okay okay I'm learning something about myself today. But
0: like, (laughs) okay, so I have this friend of mine and she was dating a guy who, to put it lightly, was pretty emotionally fragile. And I've spoken Mm. to her about this and she's okay with me talking about it. We're just not going to use their names. Okay. But we were chatting about people pleasing last week. And that's when it hit me that, you know, she was dating this guy. And oftentimes she would like please him, but it wasn't. Because of anything that like, you know, it wasn't out of fear of his reaction it was more because she loved him and it would just be easier to like, you know, go ahead and do this than to upset him and make him like hurt because he actually mm. had like issues. So I think sometimes, you know, there's like a different reason why people please and that's out of love. But that's still doing a disservice because at the end of the day, it did crumble that relationship because she wasn't being Uh, her real self and he loved a version of her she was pretending to be.
1: Ah, okay. I get that because I'm like, for example, if I'm chilling with my friends and they want to watch this movie or like play this game that I have no interest in, sometimes I'll just be like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, let's just watch this. I don't mind. But I'm thinking, like, I don't think for me, it's like, I want to please them. That's why I'm saying this. It's just more of like a, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Like, it's not a big deal. Do whatever. That's not people pleasing then, though.
0: That's like, just like, you know, you just enjoy their company. You're not there for the movie. The movie is like secondary.
1: Yeah, I guess. I guess. You're literally not a people pleaser. This is really bad for this episode, Ashna. (laughs) I know, I'm like, I'm trying to like, dig deep. I really am. But I just... I just say no.
0: Have you ever witnessed people, people pleasing you then on the other side? Yeah. And I absolutely hate it. Wait, tell me, give me a story of like other people trying to people please you.
1: Uh, Okay. So this happened in uni, like when we were all new and all in like freshers week and One of like my old roommates in the first year when I was in dorms was just like being extra nice and like, oh my God, like I'm going here to get a coffee. Should I get you one? And like initially I was like, okay, that's so sweet. Like, thanks for going out of your way. But then it got to a point where it was just a bit like, toxic I'm like you're not doing this for yourself just everything like should I make lunch for you do you want to do this later and oh I know you like this so let's go over here because this exhibition has this and I'm just like after a point like who are you like you're not there to do what I want to do 24 7 like why are you catering to my likes like just be who you are and then I'm like I don't have a relationship with you technically because I just, I don't know what you want and who you are. So I just don't like that. Like be yourself to add value to my life and I'll be myself to add value to yours. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I think, I think where
0: you deferred and the girl who I used to people please defer is that you didn't like that because you recognized that she wasn't being her authentic self. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think this girl who I was people pleasing realized that I wasn't like being my authentic self and took advantage of that where Uh. I was always her backup plan friend, you know, if she didn't have Uh. like friends to go out with something, she'd be like, Oh, yeah, Zara'd be down. And she'd be like, Zara, you're so nice for doing this. And I'd be like, Yeah, I'm a nice person. Mm." (laughs) <laughs> mm. but it was just weird um yeah so i feel like that's one thing that i have worked on quite a bit but mm-hmm. i would only like people please with really specific people you know people that mm. i admired and heroed in my mind but there are some people who just want to people please every single person they meet You know, you know, that guy who you could message him like, oh, do you have like, can you get me entrance into this club? And he'd be like, yeah, of course, sure. And -hmm. you're like, oh, he's so nice. But he does that for everyone. Or that girl who will go out of her way and send Valentine's Day cards to every single person, even if you only met once in the past year. (laughs) And you're like, oh, she's sweet, but nah, she's just a real people pleaser. So I feel like serial people pleasers are sociopaths. Yeah,
1: no, I get that. (laughs) (laughs) That's my theory. I'm just chucking that out there. (laughs) I get that. But kind of like the opposite, though, because they're not, like, selfish at all. Do you know what I mean? No, I feel like they thrive off of, oh, you're
0: so kind, you know? Ah, okay, okay. I feel like that's what they, like, thrive off of. And they're like, yes, I'm a great person. So, Mm. like, with one person, yeah, it's low self-esteem. But with multiple people, that's a disease.
1: Yeah yeah it's kind of like you know how they say like when you're nice to others it's just for yourself and not about other people and like people that do like charity and like philanthropy publicly it's like just to show themselves in a good light more than like the act of being kind and helping someone Mm -hmm. so maybe that's where like the line is it sort of is a gray area though because sometimes you just want to be nice you want to be kind like we spoke about like friendships and stuff and when someone's being a shitty friend when you're nice like maybe that's just not people pleasing sometimes maybe you just want to be nice i don't know i agree
0: uh, but i also feel like sometimes like we're raised in the society where saying no is often thought of as being unkind like mm. it's just a fact like some like literally when i first started to say a no to this girl She would just get a little bit shook and she'd be like, oh, okay. Hmm." And then, like, I heard from other people that she was being like, oh, Zara just has a little bit of an attitude these days. And I was like, "Mm, it's just because I'm not going to, like, you know, stoop to your level and, like, do everything you want. Sure.
1: Yeah. I feel like saying no should be so, like, normalized. Like, it's completely okay. Why should you go out of your way to do something that you don't want to do that's not right for you? yeah exactly but But, okay here's my question though like how do you actively stop this behavior well according to
0: science and i believe (laughs) science it's literally as simple as saying no but in a very nice way okay or just like or not even saying no like sometimes like the word no has a bad connotation to it so sometimes like you know just kind of start being like sorry I have other plans already or like you know if someone mm. asked to borrow your phone charger just be like mm, I need to use it I'm at 10% right now but later
1: <laughs> yeah that's a good start uh just kind of like being like a little bit like honest yeah I guess I guess but it sounds a bit like flaky also like oh I can't meet this week let's meet next week sort of thing but then also like that is a good start because people then realize that you're not just gonna sit and do whatever they want and say.
0: I also think sometimes people respect you a little bit more after that.
1: Yeah, true. True. Like,
0: there's definitely this one younger girl who I notice has like people pleasing tendencies when it comes to older people. And I think she thinks that I am one of those older people that she needs to people please. Like she's like a Mm. wannabe Instagram girl and I think she like really liked my feed because I met her once and she was like wow my god your Instagram feed is so pretty Mm. and she valued that so she like started to like like all my photos comment on my photos she'd always message me being like hey sweetie let's just like go out for like lunch today and I'd be like I literally have so much to do I can't even like you know (laughs) squeeze you in then one day I was like okay let's meet and then she got, like, a little bit defensive and she was like, actually, today it doesn't work for me. And I was like, oh, look at her. Like, you know, I'm proud of her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's, like, 16. She, I don't know, I feel like, uh, 16 is a weird age. It is. It is. Like... I definitely feel like young girls especially are like taught to be people pleasers because like I think people pleasing definitely impacts women more than men you know.
1: Oh definitely especially in Indian society bro. Yeah
0: you know that whole notion of the dutiful daughter oh I want to have a daughter because daughters will take care of you for life.
1: Literally and wife and daughter-in-law and mother like yeah it's just you're pushed into all these roles it's so negative it's not um, great yeah
0: we just like touch upon these really heavy topics realize how heavy
1: they are and then we're like fuck we got to dip let's get out of here <laughs> i mean it is kind of shitty though right because like sometimes you just can't come up with like a solution that's like realistic yeah
0: it does suck but i think the biggest solution or like you know, a universal solution to every problem is to recognize it. Yeah. That's so true. listeners, please reflect on your own lives. And if you have any cool, interesting stories, feel free to send it to us on Instagram or email.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, mistakes in the making podcast at gmail.com. Mm.
1: It's nice, quite nice long. Plug.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like we'd love to hear from you guys. And yeah. I know that we have like an influx of new listeners, so mm-hmm. feel free to reach out to us. Everything you say is completely anonymous if you say so if you want the clout and you know you want it to be added on Instagram that's cool too (laughs) (laughs) yeah whatever you want yeah yeah so I guess that's just like our episode on people pleasing and I thought maybe you know it's been Diwali like yesterday if you want we can chat a little bit about Diwali since we have like seven minutes left
1: yeah, sure. I feel like Diwali also comes with a lot of people-pleasing now that I'm thinking about it. Like what? With like relatives. Do you know what I mean? And being like the good girl and like, oh, can I get to anything? And like, oh, you know, just that extra respect that yeah. comes with Indian culture that sometimes I'm like, you've done nothing to earn my respect, but I'm still doing it. Maybe <laughs> that is like societal, like a societal force of people pleasing. That you just can't escape. Yeah, like 364
0: days in a year, you're just chilling and you don't take your plates to the kitchen. But then the 365th day of the year, you decide (laughs) to be an amazing hostess and you start to take trays of food and serve people. Mm -hmm. And you take everyone's plates after dinner and put it back in the kitchen. (laughs) And everyone's like, wow, how well mannered is she? And you're like, oh, I'm going to do lots of vodka after this. (laughs)
1: Wow, did I just say do vodka? Sorry, do vodka. Yeah, I, I, I try to ignore that. <laughs> I mean, whatever your kinks are though, like I'm fine. If you want to do vodka, just do vodka. <laughs>
0: Drink vodka, sorry guys. Okay. I'm just like a bit out of it. I'm still sipping on my
1: coffee. Yeah, I feel like we've had like no sleep. And also are a bit hungover. I'm not hungover, but I feel like I'm hungover. Like, I've not drank alcohol, but Mm. everything in my
0: body is like, you're dehydrated, your head hurts. My hair hurts. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Okay, but let's just go back to Diwali and relatives.
1: Yeah, no, I'm really thinking about this, though. Like, with relatives and, like, family. How we just have to people, please. And that's sort of, like, about fitting in also right like and having like a good reputation and image like you don't want some auntie to be like oh this one's daughter you know like she's like this and she didn't serve me this sometimes it's just easier but I feel
0: like this episode we just always end up referring to our past episodes we've referred to our auntie episode we've referred to our toxic friendships (laughs) episode we have referred to which one like the one about like you know being pretentious because you're being fake to yourself Mm mm-hmm we're literally like referring to all our previous episodes we need to talk about something that's not about toxicity one day that's
1: so true that why we always come back here like even when we're feeling positive and like yeah let's just have a funny episode we just always come back to something like toxic that affects us
0: i mean at least we're not coming back to like we're living in a simulation. We did that a lot for like the first couple of episodes. So and then it got true. so existential that we just <laughs> had to cut it out completely.
1: But maybe we are. Okay, no, no, no. We can't go with that, Ashna. Come on, <laughs> get back here. Come back to Earth. Okay, okay. I'm I'm here. What is Earth? Okay, go on. Yeah. Uh. Okay, yeah. So Diwali, fun. So what mm-hmm. did you do last night? I don't know. So I have been here like back at home after four years So my mom was really, really happy. So we did like rangoli how I used to when I was younger. And like she decorated the house with flowers and everything. And she didn't want to spend the day of Diwali with other family. So it was just like my parents and I chilling, like watching our favorite movies, day drinking and eating. (laughs) And yeah, it was just chill. But now, like, you know, the other days around is when like the relatives pour in. But I really did appreciate that one day of just chilling. Not like when we haven't been chilling the past couple of months. It's just been chilling with them. But yeah, what about you?
0: Uh, well, yeah, my Diwali was pretty chill. But chill doesn't make for good episode content. So, so um, I'm not going to talk about Diwali. I'm going to talk about what happened before the Diwali uh-huh. safai. Oof. That was a little yeah. bit of a nightmare. I hate chucking clothes out, especially since I just chucked out stuff when I was packing up my apartment in America mm. and moving here. And I felt like I gave up so much stuff. that I was like, oh, I'm good yeah. for the year. So then I was yeah. going through my closet this time and I realized that I think my mom sneakily had some of my stuff chucked out like I think she Uh like was like you know she went through the laundry after I wore it and just like chucked it out because it never came back into my closet like all my pajama t-shirts that are like three sizes too big for me and she'd be like oh it does nothing for you it doesn't fit you and I'm like that's the point it's comfortable for me to sleep in (laughs) I think she chucked them all out and I'm livid (laughs) and then I also had um a jersey that I got in the ninth grade from Royal Challengers Bangalore game, which was signed by Chris Gale, who I didn't... Yeah, and I didn't know who he was until that match. Then I found out how big he was and I was like, ah, yes, I always knew that. But I got a jersey signed by him and I think she chucked that out too because she's thought it was trash. And I'm... So pissed off. I feel like it's a fight that's going to happen soon. But I'm just like delaying it because I don't have like the mental stamina to fight right now. I mean,
1: we could have made so much money on that, I feel. And I'm saying we because now I'm included in this.
0: (laughs) No, and and then also I woke up one day, like the day before Diwali, to find my passageway and my mom's room just full Mm -hmm. of shoes i think i sent you a snapchat right yeah yeah and i was just like jesus this lady has a lot of shoes and it felt really weird
1: to -hmm. like say
0: goodbye to some of these shoes because they were so pretty yeah and like you know they were good quality and stuff like that so my mom is a size 40 and i'm a size 41 europe Mm. and i was just like you know what i'm gonna pull off a cinderella stepsister and just cut my toes off and fit into this
1: (laughs) the shoe is worth it what are a few shoe bites and foot pain nothing
0: i literally was like wearing socks and wearing these high heels for like a day just to like break them in because Mm -hmm. they're so pretty but they hurt so badly oh damn i yeah oh cinderella stepsisters don't get enough credit that's my moral of the story
1: but like they were evil but i know i know who cares they have glass slippers (laughs) it's good enough then but also I'm thinking about clothes and I was like going through my Indian clothes after so long because I was like what do I wear and I just realized half of my Indian clothes just don't fit me anymore I was like, damn, and you know how the tailors leave that, like, extra two inches of cloth if you ever want to alter? And and
0: now I'm just like, yep, got to open those up. Open those pleats up. Yeah,
1: and, like, some, like, I've already opened up, but still don't fit me. And I'm like, nah, it's okay. I don't have that, like, teenager body anymore. It's fine. But I'm like, damn, these clothes are pretty. Like, don't want to part with them.
0: Like, I left Bombay when I was 18. And Mm -hmm. from the age of, like, 14... To 17, I was the same size. And mm. now at 23, I'm definitely not the size that I was when I was 17. And it kind of sucks.
1: But mm. yeah,
0: like it's just weird because. I have some weddings coming up and like I'm trying to get some like blouses made but I found that like I could fit into lengas when I got them opened up so that's good yeah but I ordered a sharara online Mm -hmm. because that's how it works during these COVID days yeah (laughs) and I'm really nervous and I'm like you know I went through the size chart and stuff but I'm like this is still India you know how everything is like two sizes too small definitely yeah yeah so I'm just like kind of worried that'll it come and then it doesn't fit me and then I'm like fuck spend so much money
1: so true and it's
0: also coming from delhi so that means if i want to get it altered the the showrooms in delhi so it'll have to go back to delhi and then alter this i'm just like oh god too much back and forth yeah but you know what diet sabya was speaking about the fat tax did you check that out on instagram no
1: no so oh
0: basically uh diet sabya went on like a little bit of a rampage and they said Mm. that you know tell us stories about designers and their fat tax and then Mm. turns out it's like a very legitimate thing in india where A lot of designers will sell sizes small and medium at like the same price. But then if you're large, they're like, oh, you know, it takes a lot more fabric. So they actively mark it up. (sighs) So something that could sell for like 10 grand to a size small would be like 14 grand for a size large.
1: Are you joking?
0: I'm not joking. Like, it's actually just insane. I I can't understand how, you know, sometimes
1: this works. Yeah, why? Wait, what? I didn't know this was a thing. This is horrible. Yeah. Like, don't you? Surely you factor this in. Like, I'm going through the
0: stories... Uh, Someone said to Diet Sabia, I was interning for this Gen Next LACME Fashion Week designer Mm -hmm. for an exhibition and she had a plus size client. This client wanted to place an order for a tunic that had embroidery. So the designer said, I'll have to charge you more because bigger clothing will require more embroidery than normal. And that's not even the shocking part. It was that the client's response was really what shook me. The client said, yeah, yeah, that's completely fine. I understand. Is this how plus-size women are made to feel by designers and brands all across India? Mm. This designer was then later schooled by someone quite prominent in the industry saying, do you charge people less for skinny people?
1: Dude, honestly, lingerie and bikinis would be so cheap. Yeah. This had to be a thing. Like, why is this a thing? No, but like, diet, Sabia said size extra small to medium, one
0: price. And then large to extra large, on average, is 7k extra.
1: Bro, no. No. No, I just, this is horrible. And like I, okay, so I watch Say Yes to the Dress also, right? And like when these, as they say, quote unquote, plus size brides walk in, the gowns just automatically become like a little more conservative and like show less skin and are aimed on like giving that like hourglass shape. So it'll be like tighter from the waist and then flowy from the bottom. And they try to like change it by saying like, oh, you know, we have dresses for every size. But I'm like, just look at the, the kind of dresses designers make for sizes that are larger. And it's yeah. such a problem. Like, what if you just want all your rolls out and like you want to celebrate your body in that dress? Like, why should it be hidden? I feel like this is everywhere. It's just Dude, you know, Rihanna actually had
0: something like this happen at Fenty. And I feel like people don't talk this way about Rihanna but I just want to say it's not a reflection of like her as a person but
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, she would have like you know she obviously had like a lot of plus size inclusivity when it came to Savage by Fenty mm-hmm. um, but in her lingerie line she would have like bralettes with like underwear for in the in the skinny section and then the same thing would be there on the plus size section except it had like fabric like a dress to kind of cover it up like a baby mm. doll dress and I was
1: like oh yeah. okay and also the bigger sizes have, like, underwire. Yeah. And, like, the small sizes don't. And I'm like, why? Like, when it comes to bralettes and stuff. It's just... Yeah. It's just dumb. Um,
0: yeah. No, but, like, the Dayat Sabia as well went on, like, people's websites, like, designers' websites. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of these designers, in their exchange and return policy, said, this product, other than plus size, um, is eligible for return or exchange. Refunds only provided if product arrives undamaged.
1: Other than plus size.
0: Yeah. Other than plus size.
1: <sighs> it's insane. Oh, gosh.
0: I can't. So, okay, so someone else submit their story saying, I paid 60k more for my lenga, when I don't even fall in the plus size category because they said I'm larger than their generic size chart I wear UK 12 to 14 so it was shocking to hear that I had to pay almost the same price I paid for my engagement ring as you know for the fat tax for the Lenga oh
1: my god yeah dude what are people doing
0: Yep, it's actually insane. And then, you know, so the whole, like, argument that it costs more to embroider. Mm -hmm. So, a designer actually came out and said, this is clearly baseless. Mm -hmm. I can say this since I work with hand embroiderers daily. An embroiderer will charge you an X amount based on the amount of time is spent on doing the piece. Area coverage has nothing to do with it. So, whether it takes three hours to make a sleeve or one day, it doesn't really make a difference.
1: Hmm... Yeah. Hmm. It's just insane. Oh, God. Do you know what we should do? We should, like, go to all these stores, like, fake shopping, and just see what they do to us. And I will fully, like, I will start a fight. I'll <laughs> fight.
0: Let's do it. You know, <gasps> I actually had to go fake shopping once. Like, um, when I was, like, 15 in school, we had something called Work Experience Week. And okay. me and a friend were sent to a boutique which sold multiple like indian designers and then Mm. as an assignment they literally told us go to like these seven boutiques and ask for like their lengas and try them on send us photos and then um and tell us the price point of each so we literally made a doc and sent it to them and then years later i found out that oh they were just probably like ripping off prices and ripping off like designs Mm. (laughs) It's kind of like, smart oh, though right i wish diet savya existed like <laughs> you know seven years ago
1: <laughs> oh god yeah oh, but it was such a joke wait we've gone from like people pleasing to like indian clothes size
0: well we've had a very interesting conversation i feel mm-hmm. like i really enjoyed talking about something very serious about people pleasing and how mm-hmm. it really reflects our internal psychology and the psychology of others And I also enjoyed covering just, you know, recent news events and Mm -hmm. just talking about body discrimination in India, because it's something that you and I have like definitely faced.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure
0: a lot of our listeners, especially those living in India, have faced that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But it was nice to chat with you. And hopefully this will become a more regular format where we talk about something that's more universal and then something that's very specific to the cultural moment
1: yeah yeah i like that i enjoy that and let's definitely like extend this conversation on body discrimination in india yeah because there's so much to unpack there and it affects all of us anyways um i'm z and i'm ash and it has been a pleasure chatting with you guys yes thank you for listening bye